Good morning and welcome to our sermon. Our worship focus and our sermon focus for this week is Life with Jesus does wonders with what we have. You may be a person who thinks you don't have much or you don't have much that God can use. Well, our story today of Jesus feeding the 5,000 is a miraculous story which really reveals to us that God can do anything beyond our imagination with what we have. In verses 17 to 18 from Matthew 14 we hear, the disciples answer, We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish. Bring them here to me, Jesus says. As we begin our sermon, I'd like you to ponder and think about these things. And it's a thing that I'd encourage you to ponder as a disciple of Jesus regularly. Ponder of what do you actually have? What do you have in life? And these includes, think about things in relation to, what do you have in relation to material things? What do you have in relation to the gifts and talents and skills that God has? The connections that you have, the experience that you have, the personality that you have, the opportunities that God has placed before you. I invite you that sometime this week to sit down and just contemplate, what do you actually have? Just write it down and spend some time reflecting on all the things in your life, all the material things, all the gifts and talents and skills, all the connections, all the experience, all the personality that you have and all the opportunities. And then secondly, as you think about these things, consider what Jesus can do with what you have that can help others connect with him, his love and his community. These two questions I would invite you to, to write down and to place somewhere, to put somewhere where you're regularly reflecting on what do I have and how can I use them or how can Jesus use them through me to help others. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we give you grace and thanks for the opportunity to come before you today. We thank you for the amazing love you have for us. Lord, we thank you that we don't have to be spectacular in life, and that you have proven that you will use even the smallest things in life to bless others and to help others and to encourage others and to show your love to others. Heavenly Father, help us as disciples of Jesus to learn from this story, this story of you feeding 5,000 people. Help us to see how it's relevant for us and what it means for the mission and the ministry you've called us to be part of. Pour down your Holy Spirit on each person who is with us today in worship. Bless them, encourage them, and remind them that you have a place for them, a place for them in your kingdom, a place for them to be loved by you, but also a place for them to share you on your behalf with others. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Verses 17 to 18 again. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, the disciples answered. Bring them here to me, Jesus said. Imagine this. Imagine you are with Jesus on this occasion. The reality is Jesus has just received some terrible news. Some news that his good friend John the Baptist, somebody who he has been close to before even birth, somebody who has been loyal to him and has prepared the way for him, has just been beheaded. 
And so Jesus himself decides to go somewhere to have some quiet time, to be alone. But there's a large crowd and they find him and they follow him. How would you react in that situation? What would you say? What would you do? Well, let's listen to what Jesus did. Jesus' reaction is this. The disciples come up and hey, he doesn't send the crowd away. He doesn't agree with the disciples that the crowd should go away. Rather, he says the crowd should stay. The disciples say the crowd should go away and buy their own food. But Jesus says, no, we are to feed them. He forgets about his own sorrow and his own mourning and he focuses on this crowd. And the text actually says he has compassion for them, which means something stirred him deep in his heart that these people, these 5,000 people, this huge crowd, need to be in his presence at this time. So he says to the disciples, we are to feed them. But then the disciples come up and they're a little bit like the Moses about, oh, but... The disciples said, but there's a problem from our perspective. There's not enough food. We've only got five loaves and two fish. But Jesus doesn't allow this to be a problem. He says, simply give it to me. Bring it to me. Give what you have to me. And what he does next is he blesses it. He gives thanks to God for it. And then he gives it back to the disciples to distribute to the crowd. Now, for the disciples, this must have been an act of faith. Imagine, imagine for a minute you being one of those disciples and you've seen, you've handed over in total five loaves of bread and two fish. And by the way, the bread wasn't a big, chunky loaf of bread huge loaf of bread, it was most likely a small, flat, pita loaf of bread style, barley bread. And the fish wasn't some great big tuna. It was most likely something like a dried bit of fish. Remember, they're travelling around in the wilderness. So if that's all they've got, it's likely to be some dried fish. And Jesus has taken that and thanked God for it and blessed it and then given it back to you to distribute to the group. And what's amazing is after the disciples distributed, everyone, the whole 5,000 people were satisfied. They had their full of food and there was food left over. What an amazing story. It's a story of faith, isn't it? But this story reveals to us a number of things. First of all, if we look at ourselves, it reveals our problems. It reveals to us that we at times are just like the disciples. We focus on the little we have. Of We focus on what we can do and the little we have. And we fail to see the potential in the little we have and what is possible, especially when we're living and focused on Jesus. And sometimes it also reminds me that we also want everything right before we do anything. I remember some years ago when I was first in my, one of my first parishes, someone said, oh, we've just got to get everything right before we do anything. And have a guess what? Nothing happened. We did a lot of talking, but nothing 
actually happened. Because people were more concerned about dotting I's, crossing T's and making sure everything was right and in place. And we never got to that point. We also worry about what might go wrong. And we also have this mentality which is about securing what we have, particularly in times of scarcity, of securing what we have, rather than thinking about growing. This story is one where Jesus took a step back from um, mourning the loss of John the Baptist to actually being involved in people's lives and to help them because he had compassion on them because he saw this as a way of helping them grow in their relationship with God. And we're reminded in story that we've got this temptation all the time to focus on what we can do. So I have a question for you to think about. Would you have the courage to be like one of those disciples? To be like one of those disciples who took back the five loaves and two fishes and distributed it widely? Have you got the courage to take what God has given you and distribute it widely so others can know his grace and love? You see, Jesus responds to us by this. He invites each of us be part of his ministry. None of us have to have our life altogether. None of us have to have everything perfect. We don't have to have everything in place. He just invites us to be part of his ministry. And he's inviting us to give what we have. So that's why at the start I encourage you to think about is, what do you actually have? If you're like me, the list will probably grow, but you'll soon start to see you have probably a lot more than we think initially. But even though you may think you don't have much to offer or you're only a small part in God's plan, I encourage you to think about giving to God that, to repositioning what you have to be used for a way to help others to know his grace and love. Jesus is also thankful for what we have and he blesses it. And so that's something for us to do is to, to look at what we have and give thanks. As every day, think of at least one thing you have and give thanks to God for it and ask for God's blessing on it. Blessing not so it will increase or make your life more comfortable, but blessing so it can be used in a way, and you can see how it can be used in a way to share God's grace and love to others, to help others connect with Jesus. You see, Jesus then also invites us to distribute what we have to those who are in his and our presence. So today's message is a great encouragement to recognise that God's mission and ministry is not about what we do so much, but about what Jesus does with us and through us, with what we have and through what we have. Because Jesus does wonders with what we have. So what next for us? What are the things we could do Next, if we take this passage seriously, I invite you first of all to reflect on what you do have. To give thanks for what you have. And then to consider how is God calling you to use what you have in such a way that helps others know about God's love and grace and generosity and help them to connect with God and grow in a relationship with God. Now one of the things that many people have, particularly nowadays, is Time. They have the time to be able to connect, to give 
times with people, to be a listening ear. There could be other resources that you have that help people and watch how God uses them. And lastly then, watch what God does with others through you and the resources you have. Now all this sounds like theory, but the reality is God has been at work like this for centuries. God seems to be more interested in using the small things in our lives to show God's kingdom. A few weeks ago we had the story of the mustard seed. You know, the, the Bible talks about it being the smallest of seeds um, and God using that for his kingdom to grow. I know of a number of occasions where God has used simply a person having a conversation and a coffee with somebody to help them connect with Jesus, to help them discover that they are loved, that has changed their whole course of life because a person has sat down and showed some interest and concern and care with somebody. I know of another story where people have opened their homes. They've simply gone, look, we've got this house. God has blessed us with this house. So every Friday we're just going to invite people around for some snacks, a chat, some drinks and a catch-up. But also we're going to deliberately talk a little bit about faith and help people see and know that there is a Jesus And they talked about faith in relation to what's happening on in the week. Think about the opportunities that exist for us to talk about faith now with the coronavirus. And that's one of the reasons why we're doing the Bible study, which is um, Christianity and the coronavirus, to be able to give a, a Christian perspective of where God is amongst this coronavirus. And so if you'd like to learn more, please feel free to contact me. So I invite you to think about this. Let's have a look at verse 17 and 18 again. And I invite you just to fill in the blanks and say, I have only, whatever your name is, and then hear Jesus say, bring them here to me. Each of us have been invited to continually trust Jesus with what we have. Not that he's going to make it bigger for us or better for us, but he's going to use it in a way that helps others connect with him and his love, to know his grace and his love, to be like a tool that helps people connect. I love the way Mother Teresa puts it. She says, I'm a little pencil in the hand of a God who is sending a love letter to the world. I pray that you see yourself too as a little pencil that God is using to share his love in the world. May you be blessed knowing that God has given you everything that is needed for him to be able to share his love in the world. And he'll do this in far bigger ways than you can ever expect. Go and live with God's love and go and live with God's peace. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for the wonderful gift and gifts of everything. We thank you for the wonderful gift of faith. Lord, continue to help us to see that what we have in our life is a gift from you and that you are able and willing to use it for your glory to help other people know your love and grace. Lord, be with each person who is uh, worshipping with us today. May you open 
our hearts and our minds to see the opportunities that exist for us to use the resources you have given us so others are blessed in your name. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.